Praise the name of the Lord, everyone. Let us turn tonight very quickly to the 13th chapter of Romans. Thirteenth chapter of Romans, I believe we'll pick up from verse 11. Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness And let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul writes to us in the 13th chapter of Romans. And he wants us to understand as believer. What our behavior should be from day to day. In the the opening verses of chapter 13. uh, He speaks of respect for authority. uh, Which. Paul states very clearly that our leaders, our government, and those who are in authority are placed there by our Lord, by our God, our Savior. And they are instruments for the Lord himself. And so for day-to-day living, Paul now is telling us that believers must know the time. Uh, The believer must understand the threat of time. Time is valuable. Now Paul is saying a time is very important. And every believer has got to understand, has got to know the time. And Paul describes the time in which we are living as high time, allowing us to understand that there's some sense of urgency. Now, in this couple of verses that we read from verse 11 going down to the end, verse 14, the believer is to know the time, verse 11. And because he understands the time, he's got to be awakened out of sleep. That's verse 11 to 12. And it's time, Paul says, for the believer to cast off the works 
of darkness and put on the armor of light. Time to walk straight before the Lord. It's time to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul now is giving us a picture of uh, what it looks like to be sleeping versus being awakened and having an understanding of the time in which we live and practically living it out. He wants us to understand the danger of darkness and the and the light that the believers have received. So it's darkness versus light. He wants us to understand that daily the believer has got to walk straight and to put off any crooked behavior. Uh, putting on Christ versus putting on the flesh. Now, brothers and sisters, what, what time is, the, is, is Paul talking about? He's talking about uh, the, the, the consummation of our salvation. The day of the Lord, the time in which we will see our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, face to face. It is the hope of every believer. We live in this hope every day. And there are those of us who, while living, the moment may come in which we have to face death. But we go to the grave. Praise the name of the Lord. Believing, even if we die, uh, this hope is a reality. For there's coming a day when the when the grave will have to give up this body. There's coming a day when the saints will be resurrected. Hallelujah! To meet the Lord Jesus Christ and Him only. And so, because of that, Paul now tells us that it is time for us. To be awakened out of our sleep. Why? Because our salvation is nearer than when we believe. Our salvation is nearer than when we started out. How do we know? Well, we look at the world situation. We look what's happening Across the world. We look at the signs. That's telling us. That this world is coming to an end. We look. And we see that there is no hope. In this world. And because of that it makes. Even so. Our hope more real to us. That Jesus Christ. Is where our hope lies. He's our focus. For life. Uh, we look at the signs, we look at ourselves, we look at the time, we look at, uh, when you see even brothers and sisters, what's happening, even in nature, we don't have to look very far. Just the other day, in the summer period, uh, in, in, in place, in, in certain parts of British Columbia, there were wildfires burning uncontrollably. After having a, some level of control and putting out some of those fires, now we are faced with floods, landslides. 
not very far from here. Pestilence on the land. People becoming more, uh, much more, lo- showing more, much more love for pleasures than for God. We see it every day. The signs of the time. The day of salvation, the day of our redemption is nearer than when we first believed. Lord, tell us that when we see these things, the signs begin to come to pass, we're instructed as believers to look up and lift up our heads for our redemption, our day of salvation, our redemption, and draw it nigh. Uh, Luke 21 and verse 20 and verse 28. The day of salvation speaks of also a day of judgment. The judgment of the Lord is at hand. Paul says the night is far spent. The day is at hand. He's talking about the judgment that's coming. When everyone will have to meet God face to face. It's at hand. It's near. And because of that, we're we're told now by Paul, cast off the works of darkness. Everyone must prepare to meet the Lord. Everyone, there's no escape. Every person will have to face the Lord himself. And Paul is encouraging us now. Let's deal with time in the right way so that we are prepared to face God. Mark tells us in Mark 13, verse 34 to 37, the, of the son of man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch Watch he therefore, for he know not when the master of the house cometh. And at even, or at midnight, or at cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. He's coming back. But we are, we are to be careful. That's when he returns, he finds us sleeping. A false sense of security. Sleeping. Being complacent. Being lazy. Having a false sense of security. As it relates to our salvation. Not treating time with some sense of urgency. And so uh, Paul says, awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this.
to your shame. Wherefore, he said, that's 1 Corinthians 15, 34, Ephesians 5 and 14. He says, wherefore, he said, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. And Paul is warning us in his epistles against this the sleeping attitude. In First Thessalonians 5 and verse 6, he says, Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. That means uh, the believer has got to pay attention to time. The believer lives knowing he's looking for the return of the Lord. He, he knows that this, this what we see here these things are tempered and they're going to pass away. They're reserved for judgment. Hallelujah. And so his attention is not given to the things of this world. He lives his life looking for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, how, how does Paul wants us to uh, prepare ourselves for the coming? Paul said, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and to put on the armor of light. The works of darkness, the things that uh, people do undercover, sin, the things that we don't want any other persons to know about us, the things that if people know about us, that we do it, we would be ashamed. Transgressing God's law, sinning against the Lord. Paul said, let's put off. Let's, that means cast them off. Very strong statement. Cast it off. Take it off. And be clothed with the armor of God's light. Uh, let's Ephesians 5 verse 11 to 2 Paul tells us and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them as soon as we get close to the unfruitful works of darkness if we get too near and we fail to reprove we fail to call it out we're just talking the line we want to have fellowship. And we know it's not a good thing. Very soon we'll be all caught up in it. But Paul says uh, we should have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Believe it. Paul says now, this attitude of sleeping in First Thessalonians 5, verse 7, he said, For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunk are drunken in the night. That's the attitude of those who live a life without looking for the return of the Lord. 
they're not careful. Well, they don't mind sleeping. And they don't mind uh, just living for today. Not concerned that there's a, a, a day coming when we will all have to face our creator. And so, the casting off of our sins now, if we, if we, if we cover our sins, we will not prosper. But when we confess and forsake, the Lord himself will show us his mercies. And Isaiah 29 and 15 say, Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord. There can be no goodness. There can be no mercy received for hiding our counselor, our sins from the Lord. And their works are in dark and they say, who seeth us? We're sleeping. Nobody sees us. And who knoweth us? We can do as we as we please. Nobody from church is here. Nobody's seen us. It's fine. It's okay. But there's an unseen eye that's looking. Someone is taking record of all our activities. Someone knows the eyes of the Lord are upon us. He's looking and he's seen. He's beholding the very things that we're doing in our bodies. Now Paul says, after casting off the works of darkness, let us put on the armor of light. And we know that this light comes from the Lord himself. Because he is the light. And Paul said, it is an armor of righteousness. Second Corinthians 6 and verse 7. Let me just pull it up. It's on my screen. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left hand. Uh, that's, that's the light of God. It's the armor of righteousness. And Paul said, this is what the believer must clothe himself in. It is the armor of God. Uh, let's look at, at, at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. We have that on the screen. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Go ahead, next verse. Put on the whole armor of God. God is light. It says, put on his armor that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We got to be clothed with the armor of God to stand 
in the darkness that we are operating in. This whole world is dark. But the, 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 the child of God carries a light. As long as we are clothed in the righteousness of God, we carry a light. Next verse. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that he may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So we are operating, brothers and sisters, in a, in in in, in an evil environment. But there is a while we are operating in the evil day, there is a day coming, Hallelujah, when our salvation, Hallelujah, we shall realize everything that God has promised us. That day is coming. But while we are here, while we are operating in this uh, period of time. We have to be clothed in the armor of God's light. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. That's now the belt of truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We're looking now on the sandals of peace, of the gospel rather, which brings peace. And the next verse. Above all, all taking the shield of faith, wherewith he shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, you can't see the darts coming if we're sleeping. But this now is someone who is clothed in God's righteousness and is in active battle. He's fighting until, my God Almighty, hallelujah, that final day. He's fighting, even going down in death, he's going down fighting. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The believer must know the word of God. The believer must read the word of God. The believer must live out the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto. With all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I want to read that again. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We can't do this if we're sleeping. We have got to be alert. This is where the supernatural takes place. Hallelujah. Uh, we have the belt of truth. My God Almighty, we're girded with truth. The blessed breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. Our feet shod with the preparation. 
Richard, of the gospel of, G of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. And now we're being told that we have to maintain it in prayer. We have got to be praying without ceasing because in prayer, hallelujah, something powerful is taking place. Something, hallelujah, is breaking down the principalities and powers. Hallelujah. Rulers of this dark, uh, of this, of darkness. Hallelujah. Those, hallelujah, who sit in high places. Hallelujah. Strategizing against the believers. But the believer is active in prayer. He's watching. He's not sleeping. He's clothed in the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Now Paul tells us, having done that, let us walk honestly as in the day. We've got to walk straight. Walk honestly means uh, being decent, being truthful. That's how the believer has got to walk. Not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. Let's read it from the uh, New Living Translation. So uh, some of these words we'd have an understanding for. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Our lives are, are a testimony to everyone. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness and sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. The believer has got to walk straight as in the day. Because he's a, he, he's, the, the, the light of the Lord is shining through him. Not in rioting. Speaks of unrestrained Revelry and indulgence, giving license to basic urges. Galatians 5.19 tells us, now the works of the flesh are manifest. Speaks of envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Drunkenness. There's a whole deal of that happening today. We see it creeping over even the assemblies. We have folks getting married now. And you wonder, you turn up to some of these receptions, you wonder if you're at the church or you're at a club. Folks drinking, getting drunk. Shame. That's not, that's not to be found in the church of the living God. That's not, that's not children who are walking in light. Because that's not a good testimony for the world. That's not dif being different from the world. That's not being separated from the world. That's being like the world. That's having fellowship 
with the darkness of this world. Drunkenness. Those who take intoxicating drink or drugs that affect the senses and faculties to become intoxicated for the purpose of lust or pleasure, to seek to be tipsy or intoxicated, to seek to loosen moral restraint for the sake of bodily pleasure. We warn, take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that that day come upon you unaware. Praise the name of the Lord. Luke 21 and verse 34. Chambering, which speaks of sexual immorality, adultery, fornication, and premarital sex. That's not walking in the day. That's that's the works of darkness. Romans 1 and verse 27 tells us, and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. Works of darkness. Immoral living, wantonness, speaks of sensuality, running wild. Homosexuality, lasciviousness, living a wild, partying and immoral life. It is excess lust. Unbridled lust that consumes one's thoughts and behavior. Strife, darkness, works of darkness, speaks of contention, quarreling, arguing, striving. It is the craving deep within a person that wants recognition, honor, position, and authority. A spirit that is in constant competition with others. That person wants to put themselves forward. And in doing that, they will put down others, ignore others, neglect others, prevent others from becoming who the Lord wants them to be. They will fight. You know, we we have got to have a a look back at a, a very good example of our father. Abraham. He was called by the Lord out of or of the Chaldees. And Bible tell, told us that he took his, his nephew Lot with him. And after having a journey ended up ended down in Egypt, coming out of Egypt, a wealthy person. The Bible tells us clearly that the land in which they were occupying was not able to maintain. Uh, Abraham heard and um, Lot's heard there was a, a contention between the herdsmen of Lot and the herdsmen of Abraham. And Abraham being a man who was walking 
by faith. A man who was clothed in the arm of righteousness. Abraham said, let there be no quarrel, let there be no contention between our herdsmen. Take what you want and I'll take the opposite side. The believer is not in any contention. His focus is on the Lord. He wants to see Jesus and nobody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not interested in fighting, going courts, trying to defend themselves. Hallelujah. His focus is on the Lamb of God. He wants to see Jesus. He's living for Jesus. He's looking for the return of the Lord. Hallelujah. Every day, every hour. Hallelujah. He wants to feel his cleansing power. Every time he's awakened, my God Almighty, his mind is fixed on the Lord because he knows, he's convinced he's coming back. Brothers and sisters, there are not too many of us who are convinced that the Lord is coming back. We can see it in our attitude. Sleeping. But Paul tells us, wake up. He says now, uh, envying and the jealous, this speaks of the envying and the jealousy, the grudges that we have one towards the other, works of darkness. But a believer must love. The believer must have love in his heart. That's what he's called. Love called him. Love saved him. Love delivered him. And so he, 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 he's a product of love. So he has got to learn to show love. And now he says, but put he on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. That means the believer must be very close, closely bound to the Lord Jesus Christ. For in him we live, we move and have our being. The believer, hallelujah, must have Christ. Hallelujah. His love abided in our heart. When we look on a believer, we must see Christ. Hallelujah. In the life of the Christian. When we look on him, we must see the light of God shining through him. Hallelujah. He's on a display in this world as he walks through, as he uh, he, he goes through, as a pilgrim passing through. He's on display. He's the light of God. Hallelujah. For the love of God that brought him out of nature's darkness and presented him into this marvelous light is now shining through him. And so he's not a friend of the world. Hallelujah. He testifies against the darkness that's in this world. Hallelujah. Why? Because he has on Christ. Hallelujah. He's making no provision for the flesh. We're wrapped up in him. Tied up in him. Ephesians 4 and 24 tells us, and that he put on a new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus this is a man who has on christ was put on christ in colossians 3 and verse 1 to 3 tells us if he then be risen with christ seek 
those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your affection. What what is what where is our mind? What's consuming our thoughts? Paul tells us it's the things above. That's what what's supposed to be consuming our thoughts. He said if we are risen. In Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. The man who is walking in darkness, his affection, because he's blind to the things of that are above, his affection is to the things that are here. But the one that is walking with the Lord, his affection is on things above. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. That old man is dead. That old man that was interested in the things here. It's dead. Our new life is in Christ. And Paul tells us it's hidden. With Christ in God. Because that's where our new life is. Now brothers and sisters. Let's understand. The old man is dead. Now Christ is living through us. That's why our affection must be on things above we don't get excited. We don't get anxious when we see uh, that things begin to fail here in this earth because the believer knows that there's no success here. Things are going to fail. We don't get excited when the stock markets start to crash because our treasure is not here. It's in heaven. Verse 10 of the same chapter, Colossians chapter 3. And have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness and long-suffering. That's the attitude of the believer. Our Lord was full of compassion. And so the believer must have bowels of mercies. Our Lord is kind. The believer must be kind. Humble. The believer must be humble. Meek and lowly. The believer must be meek. He was long-suffering. The believer must display 
the same attitude. Make no provision for the flesh. In other words, we're not going to give in to the the, the, the lust the desires, the things that are contra- that goes contrary to the word of God. For the flesh wars against the spirit. The spirit wants to please the Lord and the flesh wants to have his own way. But the flesh must uh, come under subjection to what the Lord is doing in the believer's life. Can't serve two masters. We do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And Galatians 5.16. Walk in the spirit. And he shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Colossians 3 and 5. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication. Uncleanness. Inordinate affection. Evil conviscience. Concupiscence and covetousness, which is idolatry. First Peter 2 and 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshy lusts, which war against the soul. This is something now that the believer has to war against daily. This old flesh does not want to be subjected to the spirit but the believer wars against it as it wars against the soul the believer he reads the word of God he obeys the word of God he lives out the word of God That's how he puts this the flesh under subjection. He prays, puts the flesh under subjection. Why? Because we have put on Christ. We're no longer making provision for the flesh. We used to make provision for the flesh. But having been crucified with him, hallelujah, sin no longer have dominion over us because we are now identified with Christ. God has given us the power to live right, the power to do right, the power to talk right. We're now clothed in his righteousness. Lift your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have on his armor We're fighting a spiritual battle. But we know we're living each day knowing that the day of the Lord is certain. The day of the Lord is about his coming is about to happen at any time. That's the hope of the believer. One of these days, we're going to escape from this miserable world. 
This whole world is going to pass away. But we shall see Jesus and not another. Praise the name of the Lord. Lift your hands one more time. Unmute your microphones. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We shall see Jesus and not another. Awake, thou that sleepest, and Christ shall give thee light. Let's not get become complacent with our walk with the Lord. But let's be vigilant. Let's be conscious of the time. Redemption. Draw it nigh. Praise the name of the Lord.